Welcome to Blizzard Watch, where we watch Blizzard. And uh, this is the first time we've done this in a while, so I'm a little rusty. But hi, I'm your host, Matthew Rossi, and with me this week are two just magnificent co-hosts. Uh, first up, he's filling in for Alex Zebart because Alex is out a little sick after all the traveling and everything. Uh, he's Mitch. Hey, Mitch, what have you been up to? Um, Not a whole lot. Kind of catching up after BlizzCon, because ironically, going to a gaming convention prevents you from gaming. Yes, it is so, one of the strangest things about these things. Yeah, so just kind of catching up. Um, I'm... Real quick, I wanted to do this real fast. Uh, think of the one thing from BlizzCon that you're absolutely the most excited about. Oh, yeah. Like, gaming on, related? Five, sec- five seconds. Gaming go. related? That, because just go. I, I had a lot of fun watching the Heroes tournaments in person. It was It was really crazy to watch those in person. Okay, that's an answer. Uh, also with us this week, she is the backbone of the podcast and possibly you know the universe for all i know she the entire universe could be like a giant turtle on Anne's back that, that could be how the world works i have never actually verified this but uh ann stickney who's done everything for the set at one point in time and what have you been up to this would, I'm explain, ask you this would explain why i'm so tired <laughs> you're actually a turtle with the world on no, you i, I have like a turtle that, there's a turtle on my back it's kind it's of like that futurama episode where they had a box that contained their own universe oh my god i love that episode so, i don't know i'm just remembering Discworld. so yeah that's one of the original references. Has, yeah Discworld with the turtle swimming through the galaxy anyway um what have i been up to catching up after blizzcon really and trying to remember what sleep is because i seem to have forgotten that um also let's see i'm playing my rogue again now i'm actually getting my rogue to 110 finally uh because i got the druid there and i got the shaman there and then i was like oh yeah the rogue i really wanted to play the rogue so i'm playing the rogue i'm assassination so i'm stuck with the kingslayers even though i hate them uh <laughs> why do you hate them Lord, why do you like look because they're the daggers that killed King Lane. Why would anyone in their right mind want to carry those things around? Like, why? No. I don't know. Maybe they're evil. Stupidest idea for an assassination weapon. Yeah, let's just give all the rogues the weapons that tore King Lane's heart out, because that's real good. No. <laughs> just, no. Anne has strong feelings in today's episode. I have feelings about this. Maybe it's partially because I'm tired. <laughs> Yeah, see, Arms Warriors get the the sword that forged the first human kingdom, and you guys get, well, this killed the dude. Um, <laughs> I, the former king of Stormwind, you know, the beloved one that everybody really liked. Yeah, these were the weapons that gutted him. Please enjoy carting the these around. Nobody's ever going to have a problem with this. What was that, Mitch? I'm sorry. Outside of the fact that it's not a staff, I like the dagger that Shadow Priest get because it talks to you, and it gives you tentacle buddies, and it's all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> Before before Mitch turns this into a hentai, um, <laughs> and like, can you answer the same question that Mitch did? What the most exciting thing about BlizzCon? One the one thing that this BlizzCon that you were the most excited about. Go. Uh no, you're making me remember things, and I don't have the brain capacity to remember everything from BlizzCon right now. Just go fast. You don't have to remember anything. The first thing that goes. Oh, Madan. Madan is no longer. Madan being a guardian is no longer canon, and I'm okay with that. They didn't actually take him out, though. They didn't take no, him out, but he wasn't guardian. a guardian. He wasn't a guardian, which is good. That's just one step closer to him being snuffed out entirely. He's totally going to show up in 7.3. You know it. Shh. Oh. Shh. He's been on a ship. He's been on a ship going to Argus this whole time. Don't. Don't. Working out. Rossi. stronger. Rossi. Don't. Are, are, are you turning him into Goku? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> he 
He's on a tiny planet somewhere, just running laps around the thing. Oh god, he changed the gravity. Anyway, all right. We do have fun here at Blizzard Watch, but I'm going to try and actually talk about the many, many things we've heard since BlizzCon, and in fact today even. Uh, one thing we know for sure is that the Heroes of the Storm is doing their patch. Uh, Mitch, can you talk about that since you play Mitch Heroes a lot more than I do? Although it's, I am going to talk, I'm, I'm actually going to pick it up this since I've played. Um, but the big thing about it is Varian, obviously. Varian's I been added, think yeah. The new map was added too, Blackheart's Revenge. But honestly, Varian's bigger news because it's Varian and he is the first multi class hero, which may sound complicated or scary, but it's actually not that bad. Um, he makes me want to play this game. Like, I'm he, serious. No, he, he looks he's really cool. He's I, just a straight up wild warrior imported into heroes. Completely. Yeah, he he's, a, he's the first multi class hero that Heroes of the Storm has had. And depending on what talents you choose, he can be either protection, arms, or fury, or rather the hero's equivalents of that. But still. Yeah. And, and no. when, when we say multi class hero, we mean that he will count for multiple dailies ascent like he can count for what like an assassin or a warrior i think yeah i think it's assassin warrior but like that's that's the effective um effect of being multi-class hero is like you know when you have oh play a game as a warcraft hero oh play a game as a warrior and those can overlap he's the same way except it's with warrior and assassin which is pretty cool it's very cool Um, his abilities i was watching a video of his abilities and they're really well done um i want to play this like i'm serious i oh, i've no. always been kind of like i've always been kind of mad on heroes like i liked it but i wasn't like you know i wasn't any good at it quite frankly uh the only one i could even put, come close to playing was uh sonia and sonia's a little too fragile for me like i like her damage i like going up and killing people but sonia if you focus on sonia for even a second she just wilts and it was kind of unpleasant. I didn't like it. It didn't feel at all like a barbarian from Diablo. But Varian looks like he's going to feel very warrior-ish. And I definitely want to play him. The other yeah. thing that was in all of these patch notes is both Zeratul and Karazim got oh, substantial reworking done. I don't uh, really know much about that. Like I said, I'm still trying to catch up from BlizzCon. And Legion, even before BlizzCon, was keeping me kind of away from other games it's worth yeah. looking into the patch notes particularly if you play those heroes because there were a bunch of abilities like talent things that were removed and a bunch of other stuff that was shuffled around and they're playing a lot they're playing differently but you know as always with the heroes of the storm patch notes and i really appreciate that they do this they put the developer comments in I the patch notes those. And the developer so comments on these in particular, it explains why they made the choices and decisions that they made and why these characters got this kind of a revamp, like this intensive revamp. Because both Zeratul and, and uh, Karazim, they had a giant section of patch notes dedicated to just them and the changes that they got. Um, Illidan also got some changes, like he had some abilities reworked and moved around, but it was nowhere near as extensive as what we saw with Zeratul and uh, charism so if you're interested in playing heroes if you do play heroes if you play those heroes in particular you may want to go check out the patch notes because there's a lot going on right now (laughs) 
Doesn't uh, okay. For the next thing, I think we should mention isn't Overwatch also dropping a PTR patch too? Uh, they dropped no. Sombra today. She yeah, came Sombra's out. Patch one point five is now live. Which has the Eco Point Antarctica. It's Antarctica. Eco Point Antarctica, and also Sombra has been added to the game. And Arcade this is actually live, right? Yes. No, this is live today. Yeah. It is absolutely. She was on the PTR for all of what a week, and then suddenly. Yeah, yes. that's. I mean, that's usually how it goes. We have her, and um, yeah, arcade mode was basically there's what the arcade mode has like different. Well, it it kind of has it's the I think it replaced the weekly brawls or it, it did has, yeah it replaced the weekly brawls and it also has no limits mode which for anyone who was playing heroes in quick match only not um, heroes Overwatch not heroes Overwatch we're on the other game now. <laughs> I'm, 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 t- I'm thinking about Overwatch, but I said Heroes. Um, for anyone who's played it, Quick Match used to be, hey, we can have six Winstons or six Torbjorns or three Torbjorns <laughs> and three Winstons. Let's just mess around. Let's bring in, like, you know, five Symmetras and yeah. a Lucio. Um, and we'll just make no it longer, our wash. That's no longer the case. In Can't do that in Quick Play, play. anymore. Um, which kind of makes, you know, it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment, but it's going to help people kind of transition to competitive play in because that was always the rules was competitive play was um one here like one of each hero um but there is the no limits mode in arcade which is essentially the old quick play anything goes yeah bring in your winston brigade it's fine you can do it in there um so wait a minute. yeah Why, that... we have an entire team of pharaohs against an entire team of annas yes, yes. that's correct yeah that kind so of it's, thing it's a mother-daughter fight and then we've got yeah, obviously the Echo, Pan- Echo Point Antarctica map is here, um, which should be entertaining. I, there I was think a whole bunch a of stuff. That's a different one, isn't it? Like three v three or something? I believe so. Yeah, I need to go. Yeah, it's three. It's three v. It's three v three elimination. I want to say is just what it is. It's like a smaller map. I don't think it's a major, yeah. like a huge map because it's Antarctica. There's not a lot there really. I can't pronounce words today. I've That's just okay. discovered so. <laughs> but uh yeah all of that has been added today i need to actually like download that and log in and check it out because usually what happens is new stuff will get added like new maps and things like that and then all of a sudden we'll start seeing hints towards maybe new heroes or maybe new maps or maybe just new stuff story elements yeah. things like I that mean, we've had some run the works for months so like months the and next months. hero who knows mm, yeah who knows um so I kind of want to like check it out and just kind of poke around and see what there is to see because sometimes there's story in there that we just didn't know about. And um, I know with the infiltration animated short that was introduced at BlizzCon, by the way, that was the other thing that I was really excited about, Rossi. Oh, yeah. And, and I talked about so this on good. last week's podcast, but the fact that Sombra actually did hack the opening ceremonies, that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it felt like that was a good way to, to do the ARG and they should have possibly dial it back a little beforehand so that that was that was always the target they, they came out and admitted that they're not good at our they're ARGs. Not that good at the ARG thing my, this was their first try at anything yeah like I mean that, I, I so. forgive them my my you know point for them for future ARGs if they ever do it is um make it make the people who actually took part in the ARG feel like they got something they for the others or they accomplished something like they shouldn't feel more frustrated than the people who didn't take part in it when the end reveal is out. Well, and the thing thing is too, you know, when they were talking about it and they were talking about the this ARG in particular with Sombra, they said that 
there's not it's not going to be like there's going to be an ARG for every hero or anything. Yeah. The reason they had that put together for Sombra is because it really suited her character. I mean, I mean she's a hacker, you- she deals with computers and that kind of thing, so it just made sense for them to introduce her in that way. I mean, when you think about it, Anna came out after the ARG started, and Anna, Anna did, just, yeah. Or, oh, God, Anna, yeah. And people are always people were like, "Oh, it's gonna be Sombra," and they're like, "Nah, it's this person you never heard of." It's Anna. She's far Farrah's mom. So well, now see the thing is, is like, I I figured there were two people because I figured that Sombra was one person in the newspapers in Dorado, and then the other person that we were seeing. Over on the Anubis map, that was a different hero. Didn't know who it was, but assumed that maybe it could be Farah's mom. Yeah. Didn't really think about it too much. And then when they came out with all the information for her, it was like, oh, yeah, okay, of course, cool. They were two different things. So we still don't know who this person in Dorado is. And that's when the ARG kind of ramped up and did its thing. Not terribly effectively. But the thing is, is like, it was still kind of cool. I don't know. I thought it, it was. was. Cool. It, I mean, like I said, they can approach it differently for whatever next one they do. They're very aware of the fact that they have stuff to improve on. And yeah, I, don't know. I trust the Overwatch team. They're doing a well, good job so far. Like I said, you know, they did state that the ARG thing it fit it fitted Sombra's character. That's why they went with it. But it's not something that they're going to do with every character. So, regardless, if you want to play Sombra, you can play She's her out. now. She's out. You can play her. Boop everybody. It's great. Um, also, we should probably talk about... Um, originally, I was just going to mention uh, Eon's Q&A last week, but since then, we've actually started seeing stuff drop. The uh, the PTR is now open, I believe, for 715. Yeah, the 7.1.5 so, PTR has come out. I, there, there was a, a tweet that went out during our podcast. Yeah. And there's going to be, in the Brawler's Guild, a new boss. Oh, really? The Seagull. Oh no! They're, Are you serious? Make, I'm serious. You know oh what? Oh my Neil? god! That's totally appropriate for the Brawlers Guild. <laughs> it is, and let's let's see. Where was the? I think it was. Was it Russ? Is a quote somewhere? Probably. Well, while, while you're searching for that, um, we'll talk briefly about. Oh, what we, I, I did actually find it. It was Jeremy Fiesel said, "X point five patches where all your best and dumbest ideas go to live." Yep. Yep. Brawlers sure. Guild card, a seagull. At least we now we know the Brawlers Guild will be back for sure. Oh, Zip. well, we knew that. We knew yeah, we knew it, but they're actually putting in crazy bosses for it, so there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of the things I, we should probably mention, just because I wrote the post about it, so uh, the WoW token is being possibly expanded. We we There's no one's officially said anything. They data mined from the uh, PTR that now you can apply it either directly to your account time, like you can still use it the way you use it right now, or you'll be able to just apply it to your Battle.net balance That's, so it's yeah there was data mine material that implied that that was going to be the case um as always with anything that's data mined i i feel like we kind of have yeah. to point out that this could change might yeah, not they, actually be there it's a data mine thing for a ptr so could be putting official. it in they it, could be putting the was, strings in and then not use it for a year or ever it was a string change that we like still, that was the only thing that indicated it was a string change yeah we still have mounts and pets like color variations that were never added like they're in they were in the game files but we never saw them anywhere so i mean this kind of stuff is you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt although they did talk about this during the world of warcraft q a like they talked mm-hmm. about the possibility of doing something like this um that they were just starting it off with the 30 days of game time and that they were gonna you know 
expand that further. So this just looks like another step in that process. Um, I don't think, I still don't think that we have patch notes for 7.1.5, unfortunately, but this is, yeah, this is the mini patch and I hesitate to call it a mini patch because there is like a bunch of stuff that's actually going in with this patch, but, uh, the that's Brawler's Guild Ian, is that's coming what Ian back. Called it right. He was saying there are like small patches or mini patches. It's like he, a mini patch, but it's not really a mini patch because it's adding a bunch of stuff to do. You know, there are a lot of, and I know there's a lot of other stuff, but there are actually some decent Shadow Priest changes. Which, um, yeah, thanks for the article idea, Blizzard. <laughs> there's some class changes going on, obviously, um, and. You know, Ian had talked about this during the Legion panel, but there's some class changes that are going to be going on. They are doing, they are adding the Brawler's Guild back, and now we know that there's going to be a Seagull boss in there, which is pretty great. Um, many holidays are making their way to World of Warcraft. A bunch of those were data mined already. Um, they include stuff like Call of the Scarab, which is basically a celebration of the date that the Scarab Gong was rung opening the gates of Encourage and it's kind of um it's kind of a throwback to the actual how you open the gates in the first place. So you can represent your faction by gathering supplies or by killing Twilight people, that kind of thing. And then the winning faction, because it's a faction it's a faction thing per server, right? The winning faction gets to fly their banner next to the Scarab Gong for the rest of the year. So it's these little holiday things, they're mini holidays. They're just like one day events or whatever. And they don't have major consequential rewards that, that you're going to feel terrible if you miss that day or anything. It's just, if you happen to log on during that day, Hey, there's a little something extra that's fun to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if you went so, really quiet, I'm like, you were talking. Sorry. <laughs> uh, basically it's, right now, um, so 7.1.5, the micro patch or mini patch or whatever you want to call it, it looks like it'll be out fairly soon because it's already on the PTR. So uh, a lot of stuff is coming. Uh, legendary items are going to get a 15 eye level bump. So if you have one of the current, not all legendaries. No, but like, no, oh, those, those already got that. That was today. That was they got those fix. today? Yeah. They're implementing new legendaries or d- new legendaries have been data mined. Again, they might not actually make it into the final version. Um I did notice that there's a discipline one and a holy one, but not a shadow one. So that's clearly an oversight. <laughs> um, but no, for real, like there's there's a lot. I, I think it, it may be on the PTR now, but it might be one of the things that goes out like before like the Christmas holiday because Blizzard tends to kind of take it easy um, from like mid, like second, third week of December until first second week of january i'm going to point out to you that when they originally were doing uh the thunder king island they put that out early january yeah so i always take it easy on january so no i mean i'm saying like i i don't see the patch dropping within like two weeks but i also don't see it dropping like late january um so i mean there's a chance it could drop early january but I, i think with it on the ptr now I would expect it. December. I would expect it. To, yeah, I would expect it to stay in the PTR for a month. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that they will be adding with this patch is Mists of Pandaria dungeons are being added to the whole time walking experience. So the original Mists of Pandaria dungeons. So that's Gate of the Setting Sun, Mogushan Palace, uh, Siege of Nizao Temple, Shadowpan Monastery, Stormstrout Brewery, and Temple of the Jade Serpent. Uh, Gate of the Setting Sun, I think. Yeah, Gate of the Setting Sun. That was the first one I said. (laughs) 
I didn't hear the, if you said the brew the the, uh, the brew house, but you probably yeah. did. Yeah. Um. And there's going to be a new time walking vendor on the Timeless Isle, offering the reins of the Heavenly Jade Cloud Serpent, um, to pets, reputation tokens for all major factions and friendship items, a uh, bunch of toys, that kind of stuff. Um. I think it's pretty much just stuff if you've missed the stuff while playing through mists of pandaria you can go pick it up possibly um also the there were two toys that have been put that added. annoying damn fishing mount on there and okay I'll be well there are two toys that have been <laughs> added to this that that i find really entertaining first off is the crate of adopted puppies <laughs> because one of the items that you could oh, find do you my remember god i kept that trinket for so long there was the i may trinket. still even have it because yeah well now it's yeah. a toy now there's a toy that you can get and the other toy i'm so excited about this is a portable yak wash because we need a portable one of those <laughs> i gotta admit my yak does get oh dirty i know filthy I'm yaks constantly, it's a big i'm problem. constantly having to pull it out so people can transmog their gear and he's like you really you're not gonna ride me we both know you're not gonna ride me i'm like you're huge you're too big to ride all i need you for is this so yeah, he he doesn't need to go. So the Brawlers Guild season three, there's obviously the seagull thing has been added. We saw that on Twitter. Uh, there's three other, um, excuse me, uh, they they listed three other ones in here, including Master Paku, Ashkatsum, Ashkatsum, yeah. like Ash Ketchum, yeah, and then the third one is Ogre Watch because it had uh -huh. to be there. <laughs> I can't wait to see what's up with these. <laughs> I love Brawler's Guild. I miss Brawler's Guild, so I'm glad that they're bringing it back and they're kind of switching it up a little bit and throwing some extra stuff in there. Um, Brawler's Guild is one of those things where you either really like it or you just ignore it. You ignore its existence entirely and you don't pay attention to it. But um, it's always one of those things that towards the end of an expansion, I really get into it because it's something to do. For yeah, me, it's, it's always the thing I ignore. For that's me, what I like. I love content you can ignore. Yeah. It's the thing I will always remember as what finally pushed me to go keybinding. Oh, yeah? Hexos. Yeah. I mean, for the longest time, I was oh, like, Hexos oh, no, I'm, I'm, cl <laughs> I'm clicking my spells as fast as, you know, fast as the global cooldown. I'm ready, whatever. And then Hexos was like, you literally cannot do this if you click. Nope. Because you have to. Be. And I was like, I really want to defeat this. Uh, I guess I have to learn keybinding. And I did, and I don't regret it at all. Yeah, it's kind of useful to do things that way. Well, yeah, right. I, that's probably um, good. Good look at one, news, I would think. One more thing. Uh, right, I don't know. I can actually check the calendar right now. But WoW's okay. anniversary starts tomorrow, and you get the Corgi Pup uh, by I think just logging in, or I think there's so you, a vendor that sells it. There is going to be two vendors, um, the historians from the Timeless Isle. They're going to be, one of them, is, I believe Historian Lore is going to be in Stormwind, and Historian Jupa is going to be in Orgrimmar. Yeah. And you can go to them to purchase the pets. Whether or not they'll be offering anything else beyond the pets, don't know. Um, I don't think anybody's really, like, looked into that too heavily. But that's where you get them from, and they're the orange and white corgis, and they're really, really cute. Yeah, and it... <laughs> Yeah, so that starts tomorrow. If you like Corgi Pets, um, you're definitely going to want to do that. Yep. Happy 12th anniversary, WoW. I think it's actually like the 20-somethingth. Well, it's the 12th but... anniversary of WoW. It's the 22nd anniversary of Warcraft. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. It's the 25th so that... anniversary of Blizzard this year, so. And the 25th anniversary of Blizzard. There's a lot of anniversaries going on this year. It was Diablo, also the yeah. 10th anniversary. Was it the 10th anniversary of BlizzCon? Yeah, it was the 10th anniversary of BlizzCon this year too. And the 20th anniversary of my girlfriend of comes up in like 10 days, so. Yeah, and the 20th That's anniversary of Diablo, because yeah, okay. Mitch, we, we, my tw- my 10th wedding anniversary didn't get a big deal. I don't know why you're expecting a bump on your girlfriend anniversary. <laughs> well. I'm just saying, it's an anniversary that's coming up. I just acknowledged it. God. Looking for presents or something? I am... From whom? I don't know. You just mentioned it on the podcast. Clearly, you want them to give you presents. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thanks, Anne. You're a kind and decent human being. We've already covered that I wasn't a kind and decent human being. (laughs) And now we remind you. Rossi is the one that wants to shove you in a pool, so... Very much, yes. To be fair, you do too a lot of the time. I'm pretty sure. She just wants to see it. No, I just want to see it. I don't want to do it. I just want to witness it. I want to possibly Snapchat the moment. Like, that's what I want to do. We need to do this before vines go away. (laughs) Oh, no. All right, anyway, we're going to do emails, but before we do, Anne? Oh, yeah. Um... I should probably let you guys know we talked about Loot Crate on the last episode and I wanted to go ahead and like bring that up again. Loot Crate is basically where you get yourself epic gear, housewares and collectibles all themed around various pop culture things. So video games, movies, TV shows, basically if it's pop culture, Loot Crate has you covered. So what you do is you subscribe to these guys. They send you a crate every month. They just send you a crate every month. It's a blind crate. You don't know what's in it. You get it, and it's full of goodies. Last month's crate was, uh, October's crate was basically horror stuff. And actually, I wanted to bring this up, Rossi, because you weren't here last week when I was talking about this. Um, I got a bunch of stuff. There was a Walking Dead t-shirt. There was, I want to say, there was a little leather face plushy thing. But the thing I wanted to ask you about, do you know who John Morris is? Uh, Calamity John Morris? I'm not sure. Uh, He wrote... Basically, he wrote this book that came in last month's Loop Crate called The Legion of Regrettable Supervillains. I, I interviewed him for us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So his book is was in last month's Loop Crate. Well, it's a Loop Crate edition of his book. I don't know if it's the full book or not, um, but it's basically the 50 strangest supervillains in the history of comics. So it goes through Golden Age, Silver Age, Modern Age. and Yeah. His book is actually bigger than that, but yeah. Yeah. Well, it talks about the really weird supervillains that are out there in um, pretty much all of comics. So Marvel, DC, everything else. I would tell you more about the book, except that my sister saw it sitting on my desk and took it. <laughs> no, it's, if it's anything like his like League of Regrettable Superheroes, which is amazing, yeah, yeah. then it's definitely worth getting. It's, yeah. he's, a, he's a very talented writer and artist. Oh, no, it was fantastic because it goes through all of these people and it talks about like their origins and where they came from. And I there's just like some really ridiculous people in there. Generic man. Um, there is animal, vegetable, mineral man. Um, what was the other one? There was a bunch of them. There were a bunch of them that were just really bizarre. And my sister, she saw this sitting on my desk and went, can, can I read that? Because I think she's read the Heroes one that you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's read that one. So when she saw this, she knew exactly what it was. Anyway, so that came with last month's crate. This month, the theme for Loot Crate, because they do have a theme every month, this month's theme is magical and basically includes bewitching items from Doctor Strange, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Big Trouble in Little China, and plenty more. So you've got until the 19th of this month to actually sign up and get yourself November's crate. After the 19th, any anything that you subscribe for you'll be getting december's crate 
if you want, if you're interested in signing up for Loot Crate, you can go to lootcrate.com slash BW and you enter the code BW and that'll get you $3 off on any new subscription. Um, I highly recommend the whole Loot Crate thing, particularly with the holidays coming up. This makes an excellent gift to give to somebody, <laughs> really. Sign them up for Loot Crate. Um, and that's about it. Rossi, do you want to tell people how they can email us? Sure thing. Uh, as is usually the case when we do emails, if you have an email to send to us, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. If you send, you know, it's really helpful if you put, you know, podcast in the title. And because we have two podcasts, so sometimes I'm like trying to go, I don't know what podcast this is for. Just so put it's, Blizzard it's, Watch Podcast yeah. in there. If you put Blizzard Watch Podcast in, that that's helpful. Uh, also, if you can keep it short, that's good too. I mean, we try and do longer ones if we can, but generally speaking, the shorter and more concise they are, the better. If it would fit in a tweet, it would be an amazing email. Uh, so <laughs> just, just keep that in mind. This week's, you guys generally kept it pretty short. You weren't too bad, so... <laughs> I, I definitely wanted to say thanks for that. It does make it easier to get more emails in. Uh, and Anne's going to read them because, you know, again, same problem as with the Doctor Strange stuff. Uh, Anne, if you don't mind. Okay. Our first email is from Alessander, who we get plenty of emails from. So, hi, Alessander. Thanks for the email. It says, good morning, watchers. I'm a little confused on Naru and Titans. Aren't we all? Okay. He says, as they did not is... explain it right in school, I've got to tell you. <laughs> no, they did not. <laughs> he says, As Azeroth is leaking blood slash life energy, or as we know it, magic, which manifests as mana crystals, apexis crystals, and wells, like the Well of Eternity, Moon Wells, Sun Well, the Night Well. Anaru was able to reignite the Sun Well, or was it really just cleansing it after what Arthas did to it, or do we just not know yet? So this wasn't very really clearly written but i think what they're asking is if the sunwell was made with titan blood why did the naru reignite it well first off the sunwell wasn't necessarily made with titan blood unless it's we're talking the vial of the well of eternity it had like the vial time. of of titan goop that was put into it i'm just gonna yeah. refer to it as titan goop from now on it's no longer water from the well it's titan yeah Okay, well, it, it had that, but generally speaking, there was a lot of magic involved in its construction. And we know that the Naru were created by Elune at the ordering of the universe. We don't know what Elune is, but she seems that she might be a step above a Titan in terms of like her power and her connection to the light. She seems, right now, my guess is that, as Anne pointed out in one of our lore watches, that, not, that Elune is like to the, to the light what the void lords are to shadow to the void and, yeah, yeah to the void and the you know the naru were effectively like the anti the antithesis to the old gods they seem to like pl play a similar role and i'm not you know again this is all just guessing but one thing we do know is that the various wells were created differently they weren't just you know titan goop uh the night well in particular the night well is titan goop plus an actual pillar of eternity yeah. Pillar of Eternity. I keep calling that Pillar of Creation. Sorry. Pillar of Eternity is a very good game, but it keeps getting stuck in my head. Uh, they created the Nightwell <laughs> using the Eye of Amonthul. So it's not just, hey, put some goop in that pool. It's put some goop in that pool and now zap it with this eyeball. What does that do? I don't know. Uh, made that. Okay, great. We're elves. We just do this stuff. <laughs> um, so interrupting, real <laughs> interrupting real quick. Alessandra just said, hi, I'll forget it was Tuesday. This must be my question. Yes. It yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, basically, you when you get a bunch of elves together, it seems like the first thing they do is put goop in a pool and tell everyone it's a magic well. 
<laughs> that seems to be now, their, to be fair it's, it's magic titan goop so you yes. know I'm yeah, picturing like a line of toy products, much like Nickelodeon's GAC. Do you guys remember GAC? I do remember GAC. Yeah, yes. okay, only it's Titan Goop instead. Let me tell you right now, you don't ever, ever want to get that stuff. Hair. No, no, that's bad too, but you don't ever want to get that in an electronic device. No, you oh. do not. It's a terrible I, idea. <laughs> I had a ColecoVision Atom. Oh, no. And... The, it had a it had a typewriter printer like it was a seriously like it had actual keys that's how this printer worked it was a typewriter and when that that stuff got in it there literally was blue flames shooting out the top of it it's yak <laughs> is a highly conductive material oh <laughs> shoot it is yeah it's a highly conductive material I don't know that don't, don't put don't it in any, stuff that in any sort of i i have ideas can you still get gack no well yeah, yeah probably i don't know toys don't know Press they, used to have it all the time i think, I think if, they, if they're making it now the new version would not be that so if cute. someone gets me highly conductive gack i will do something stupid on youtube <laughs> mitch is anyway. gonna microwave it he's gonna microwave <laughs> gack anyway so that's getting like a really really off topic um as far as the different wells go though the well of eternity on top of high jaw that was created with the vials and I believe the Sunwell was also created with the vials, correct? Yeah, he Dothramar had a vial. Yeah, he had a so vial. Um, Moonwells, I believe Moonwells are used are created using water from the Well of Eternity atop Hyjal. That's yeah. that's how they're made. So it's the night, further diluted, I guess. But the Nightwell is definitely created. It basically seems to have been created using the original water from the original Well of Eternity. Uh, because they were right next to it, they were on the shore of the thing. They were, and, they were on it. They were on the Well of Eternity, yeah. basically. Suramar was kind of like along the bank, I think. Yeah. Um. And basically, they used that water, and they used the the Eye of Amanthul. So the Nightwell is probably the the closest to the original well you're going to get outside of the Veil of Eternal Blossoms. Yes. The and that water isn't quite well water, but it does have Titan Essence due to stuff that we know about. Yeah. The, did we ever confirm what kind of water that was? Or? Yes, we know exactly why okay. it is the way it is. Um, it's it's Amanthul himself is infusing that water. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, we know we know that now. It's all thank titan. you, Chronicle. It's all Titan goo. Bring me a Titan spritzer. Everything is Titan goo. Anyway. Like, but with Titan. <laughs> Can you just imagine? Like people drink that water. Bathe <laughs> in it. <laughs> they just they just drink it like. Isn't that just a little bit gross? I think that's a little bit gross. So, yeah, as far as the Naru, they, they always refer to it as reigniting the Sunwell, like the Naru reignited the Sunwell. I don't I don't know if it was reigniting so much as cleansing or, I mean, they specifically use the term reignite, but that, I mean, the Sunwell, flames, sun, da-da-da, reignite, thing, it's just kind of know- good. One thing I noticed, though, and, and I know you did the quest too, so you might be able to confirm it. Yeah. When you when you do the Queldalar quest, yeah. Uh, Lady of the Adron specifically states that the water from the well is now you know infused with the holy light. Yeah. It's not just like before; it was just the sun. Well, that's well. why she showed up. That's why when she showed up at the end of the sun well, she's all like, "Oh my gosh, it's so bright, so shiny. I love it to bits, and it loves me too," or whatever it was she said. I don't think not that's bad. exactly what she said. <laughs> that was not exactly. Canon. It's canon. Book it. No, that's not canon. <laughs> if you have a chance, go back and do the Sunwell raid. Once you defeat Kill Jaden at the very end, it's so easy to do now. Just go do a slam dunk on Kill Jaden, get him back and, you know, shove him back in 
the pond there, wait for Velen to show up and watch that sequence because that sequence is actually really telling towards what exactly happened because you see the moment that Maru's darkened heart kind of did its thing. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't know what that was. It was some kind of like catalytic reaction thing because they took the darkened heart and stuck it in. Oh, you know what? Oh my gosh. Today well, I on see, I just had a moment. Okay. Okay. So he took the darkened heart of the Naru and stuck it in the Sunwell, right? Mm-hmm. And it reignited the Sunwell, right? Yep. And Naru's heart was all of a sudden like glowing and yay, it's light all over the place. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how the Ashbringer was made? Yes, I do. With the dark crystal that they infused with enough light that all of a sudden it went really, really pure. I've been arguing that the Ashbringer is a Naru for years. Oh my gosh. No, like it's, it's like the same reaction between the two. Anyway, okay. So yeah. Yeah. I honestly think that the original Atamal crystals. <laughs> yeah. Possibly also a Naru. Kind of the same thing, maybe. Um, yeah, I so am... maybe that's the kind of reaction we're looking at here. This so. may as well just be a Lorewatch podcast now. I mean, I'm so sorry, Mitch. I've, I, no, I've been on Lorewatch before. It's cool. <laughs> like, I get to be here. Yay. Best part is because you're here. We don't have to listen to Alex get grumpy about it. <laughs> <sighs> Alex doesn't get grumpy. He just, gets, he just gets quiet. And he's even more quiet right now because he's at death's door. He's really sick, y'all. So he, he said he's like he said the sickness part is kind of over. But that stuff that lingers with you is still there. He can't talk. He sounds sounds terrible. And the voice being gone. Yeah, he sounds terrible. So send him your best get 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 well wishes on Twitter because I'm sure he'll really appreciate that. He probably won't, but I want you to do it anyway because I feel like making you spam his Twitter. So uh, next email. It's from Varagon and Dalaran, and he says, Hey all, Varagon, human warrior from Dalaran here, potential Karazhan spoilers. Been thinking about, oh yeah, okay, so there's spoilers for, uh, 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 is this for, no, I don't think this is like. Oh, this isn't really spoilers. No, this point. isn't spoilers for Karazhan. I thought it was spoilers for the raid, or not the raid, but the, the, the mega dungeon. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> it's anyway, not called said... a mega dungeon. <laughs> I'm at Z-Bart. Thank you, I hate that term. It's just a big dungeon. Please tell us about the mega dungeon, please. Mega no, dungeon. okay, so he, uh, Varagon says, I've been thinking about what the Echo of Medivh said in the pre-patch quest of Karazhan, and it got me thinking to both the BlizzCon reveal of Karazhan and the quote from the end of the Karazhan dungeon. Oh, okay, so there is some stuff in here. What if the circle that is being talked about is the endless cycle of legion invasions. They come, we fight, and then they get pushed back only to rise again. A constant cycle has been going on all over the universe. What if going to Argus and taking the fight to the legion is our way of stepping through the door and breaking the circle once and for all? Thoughts, and as always, keep up the good work. Varagon Dalaran. Well, to be honest, we literally have zero idea yeah. of what's going to happen when we go to Argus. No. We go, we, all we know is that Eon did a mic drop. It's it's happening. We know yeah. we know that it's. I mean, it has a cost. Ian Ian said that it's gonna go ahead. It will be happening in seven point three. Yes. Yeah. Seven point yes. three. Uh, Alex Maybe. and I were talking about this. It's happening in Legion. It's I, part of the Legion expansion. I swear he said seven three, but there's a chance it could be like, he, hey, he, did, he said seven three, but here's the problem with that. Um, seven point two is the Nighthold. Yeah. No. 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 That's, no. No. That's no, confirmed in the Q and A. Seven point one. Nighthold. No, Tomb of Sargeras is 7.2. Yeah, except that he Night- said in the Q&A that Nighthold was 7.2. Uh, so I think he, 
I think he must have misspoke then because Nighthold is technically out. Like it's it, it's like the BRF of Legion. It's like Blackrock Foundry. Yeah, um, where it's just having a delayed release. I'm pretty sure they said they wanted to have Nighthold out and then a couple months before 7-2. And 7-2 has the dungeon and the raid at the Broken Shore. At the Tomb of Sargeras. Yeah. And then seven um, three is supposedly going to be Argus. Yeah, because seven two, the Tomb of Sargeras, that's the one that uh, has the like last remnant of the shade of Sargeras or something like that, and then kill Jaden. The with Avatar legs. of Sargeras. Yeah, kill Jaden with legs is the final boss. I, I think Kill Jaden always had legs. He just this didn't have them just, in it was, it, the Sunwell. He, he was swimming. He pulled a Ragnaros. He he got yeah. He, See, he got swole, bro. We've seen Archimonde having legs multiple times. We know that the the Eridar have legs. <laughs> it's it's not like Ragnaros, where it's like, legs? What the heck is this? Uh, no, it's... no, Rossi, the mystery is solved. Kill Jaden does have legs. We didn't need it. This wasn't a mystery. It's it's always, it's the greatest he mystery ha- that's ever been. He had been legs in Warcraft 3. He's got legs! Human legs! Yeah. Shipsmon. Okay. <laughs> that's just a little Little Mermaid quote for y'all. Okay, so uh, as far as as far as breaking the circle and all of that, I don't think we can really say anything towards what that means exactly or whether or not this whole Argus thing will apply to it because we still don't know. All we know about Argus is that it's coming. That's it. Yeah, we, we will be going there. That's it. Are we going on a spaceship? I don't know. Are we going with Velen? Are we going to like tag on with him while he you know gets his trucker hat on and plows into like Argus with the, the X star? Yeah, losers, we're going to Argus. Kitty, yeah. Losers. Yeah, I, I, have I well, I'm pretty, no sure, idea. I'm pretty sure it'll have something to do with the Exodar because at the Light's Heart, was it Light's Heart? Is that what it's called? That scenario, he's like, we're taking, I, I said Argus earlier, I meant Exodar. We're taking the Exodar back home or something like that. I'm really good at quotes. but You're he, almost as good as I am with that whole Leodrin thing. <laughs> but um, Velen does talk about fixing the Exodar and going home to Argus, so maybe the Exodar is how we get there. That's going to be fun. Or, hey. or as someone points out in chat, there's the Sargerite Keystone. So, whole thing Illidan was after with the... I have, something, I have something off the cuff to throw at both of you. Oh, God. I'm if, not ready for this. <laughs> if we are going to Argus in 7.3, and that's the last patch of Legion, which we haven't that's heard one way or another, folks, but if we are, and we take the Exodar... Do you think this is an excuse for a revamp of Azure Mist and uh, Azure Mist Isles and possibly even Silver Moon for the next expansion? I would like that to happen, but I don't think it will. Okay. I don't think they're going to revamp. It'd be a good content. excuse for it, though, because if the yeah. Exodar took off, well, then they'd have to like do something about it coming back and not being crashed into the Earth or whatever. Well, Here's major, my thing. major tinfoil hat here. The Exodar is now going to be, I'm picturing the Mass Effect 2 spaceship kind of thing. That's our spaceship. We fly from world to world. That's going to be our next expansion. Powering around space in the Exodar. Uh, okay. That, Do we that's... get space hamsters? Uh, yes. Okay. I, I, I will say, only say is here this. already. I think, Cataclys- I think Cataclysm basically made them extremely gun-shy about development time. Towards giving yeah. old content like that, so I don't expect it. I'm not right, saying I wouldn't like to see it, but I'm not expecting I it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say like the whole of Burning Crusade. I'd say just the portions that are 
Azure missiles, you know, eh. Dry Eye starting zone and the Blood Elf starting, like a revamp yeah, of those really pretty zones. ones yeah. that we can't it, fly in to bring goes, them up to. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against this. This is not something I'm opposing. What I'm saying Rossi, is, why do you hate re- this idea so much? I recall like an uh, an interview, and this goes back a couple years. Yeah. This is back when when uh when you know. No, I remember this Bruce interview. Called. Yeah. He's talking about how they started trying to do like one zone. They were gonna revamp it, and they were like, okay, how much time will this take? And then they were like, they had a whiteboard up, and they were like looking at it, going, "Oh my God, this is just one zone. What's yeah. gonna happen when we do the? You know, I, I don't know. I wouldn't mind them doing a revamp, uh, but I'm not expecting it. What I am expecting, though, one of the things I really do think is, I think that we are. I don't think us going to Argus will have anything to do with the next expansion, or more accurately, that it it won't be the next expansion. We will not be on Argus for the next expansion. Uh, I, I feel like we're going to have to come back and deal with what we left behind. I I, 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 I definitely think they're going to be – there's too many hints in Emerald Nightmare Yeah. for me to think that we're going to be spending the next expansion, you know, zooping around space fighting the Legion. I don't I don't think we're going to. I think there's going to be something bigger to deal with. I, and, I mean, I talked about that in the tinfoil hat that I wrote. Yeah, I'm leaning towards two things. Um, Old Gods, Nazoth. Uh, because holy crap, if you play a Shadow Priest, that's like 90% of what you hear about. And there's a little Easter egg at the end of the Emerald Nightmare that only Shadow Priests get. And it's super cool, and it also kind of talks about that. The other one I'm leaning towards, if maybe they want to, you know, kind of do one major expansion of Legion and then kind of dial it down a bit and then go, you know, whole hog into the Old Gods thing two expansions from now, maybe would be like a Lich King 2.0 kind of thing. Because they've brought Bolvar back for a significant number of artifact quests, and he's not very Bolvar-y. Um, See, I don't expect that to be a major issue, just because I don't think they're going to want to, like, you know, they haven't built him up enough yet, is my thought. They haven't if, built him up enough to retry to him yet. Yeah, they've used him, and I think they started a good beginning on using him, having been playing a Death Knight. Uh, I want to finish the Death Knight campaign so bad. Uh Playing a Death Knight has made me realize that yeah, Bolvar is has that time he spent on top of the Frozen Throne has affected him a lot worse than it did Arthas. Yeah. And keep imagine what I'm saying here, because Arthas wasn't you know Arthas lost his heart, he tore it out so that he wouldn't feel anymore. And I'm saying Bolvar is worse and more ruthless. And that this is Bolvar. Bolvar was the dude who was glad to see me. You know what I mean? Like, I had a rapport with Bolvar. He's like, hey, it's you again. And I was like, yeah, hey, Bolvar, let's go fight a lich together. And we totally did. And it was great. Uh, he was my Joe Biden. So this is nuts, like, how bad he is right now. So it's a little I don't, scary. But I don't think they've built him up enough. If you haven't played a Death Knight, you haven't really seen him. Like, he shows up a little for some other stuff, but mostly it's Death Knights. And that's, you know, that's one of the reasons I, I'm a little leery on the Nizoth and Old Gods thing is because you if you haven't played a Shadow Priest... You've only gotten a little bit of it. Shadow can, I just, can, can I just reiterate for the record that I think Legion is probably the most alt-friendly expansion we've ever been given. Alt-friendly? Really? Yeah, because the thing is, is like, depending on what, unless you're playing one of the same class over and over and over again, like Rossi does with Warriors, um, each time you play through with an alt, you're getting a different storyline. 
and you're I getting say, a different experience. See, it's friendly in that sense. Yeah. It's not friendly in the sense that it has more to do than ever. Like, I want to play my alts for that exact reason more than I have any other expansion. I don't yeah. have the time for it because I'm so invested in my main with all of the stuff my main has. At the same time, though, if we do come to a point, and I, I don't want to put this out there in the universe, but I kind of have to. If we do come to a point where it's like, oops, it's going to be another year until the next expansion and we have nothing new to do, there's all of these classes to play. And each class has its own unique storyline to it. And I, I, I don't think the word friendly is quite accurate, but I do think it's definitely alt-encouraging. Encouraging. Okay, that's yeah, a better word. It's yeah. better Because word. if you want to get everything out of Legion, you need to play alts. And I... If you really it's want pretty to get... great though. Like it's 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 great. I, I actually I'm really enjoying playing multiple classes. This is fantastic. There's, there's good and bad to it. Um, I think one of the bad things to it is that nobody. It's going to be very hard to see everything because you will need to play eleven classes, twelve classes. Are we up to twelve classes? We're up to a dozen. Yep. Yeah, so you have to play twelve classes. But um, at the same time, it's they finally did that thing we kept saying we wanted. Why don't we have class specific quests? You want class specific quests? No. We're not going to give you class-specific quests. We're going to throw a campaign at you. Like it, it, It's interesting. Blizzard sometimes does this where we demand something from Blizzard and they don't give it to us for a while and we think, oh, they've forgotten it. They're not going to give it to us. And then they don't just give it to you. They drop it on you like an orbital strike. And it's, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It's so good. Like All of the class campaigns that I've been playing so far have been pretty amazing. So To, to be I fair, they locked the... Between the paladin ones together like they did that to was to be fair the pendulum of blizzard sometimes goes overboard in the wrong way but this time it definitely has been more than anyone could have expected yeah i don't think we answered his question very much but that's because we can't there was a question i'm sorry varagon <laughs> we don't know about the circle thing but we'll probably know do, more do you guys know what the full quote was uh what the one from Adiv? yeah yes i have it what did i do with it it's our... oh here we go I'm like, I have it on my desktop in a file because <laughs> that's just what I do here. The Echo of Medivh, he said, that which was foreseen has come to pass. The circle nears completion. Sentries attend to our guests. And guests okay. is in quotes. Because uh, obviously he's kind of cranky about you yeah. being there. But um, it, yeah, there's a lot of times where they reference a circle or a cycle. Um, even in the Light's Heart quests, when you witness the whole here we're presenting the babies to the village for whatever reason <laughs> that um the naru mentioned zira she mentions that illidan's life was part of a cycle or something like that like the cycle began here or something and it's like what cycle are you talking about could somebody just clarify what this whole circle thing is because that would make things a lot more clear um and they're being deliberately obtuse about it but so yeah varagon we don't really have an answer for you yet we will eventually when they give us one. Uh, so our next email is from Alexia, who is a holy paladin from holy paladin. You're a paladin. holy paladin. Holy paladin. No, a holy pally, holy paladin from Antonidas, who says, question with the speculation, possible spoiler that Illidan may be redeemed by becoming a warrior of the light as evidenced by the holy bloop visions, etc. What if blizzard didn't, only give demon hunters two specs by choice but by necessity to avoid spoiling a future healing spec of redeemed holy demon hunters sign no. alexia no it's not no. happening alexia we've already got too many healers in the game i mean i don't think we have too many but we've got enough i, I don't think we need any more healers right now 
I don't. It's not, nothing to do with whether or not we need more of them. I just know that that's not what they're going to do. They're not going to make a class tell you it's only got two specs and then go surprise third spec. Yeah. That just yeah. No, people would uh, lose their. I, <laughs> that would be really mean. <laughs> I wanted I think... Demon Hunter, but I needed to heal for my group. You know, no. I think if any, like if they're going to add another healing class to the game, um, it it definitely wouldn't be mid expansion, but it also probably would be its own class. Um, it wouldn't be Demon Hunters. It doesn't it, fit. The it kid, wouldn't. Yeah. So. I mean, there. Trust me, there are a lot of things I think would be really cool to like like sub spec existing classes in the game, um, but I don't think it would happen for Demon Hunters. Like, I, the only time they've ever really split a spec is Feral and. That was feral was a whole different they kinda, case. They feral was a split spec even it, then. Yeah, exactly. Like it was all but it was like split you, before they did the official. It split. was like oh feral, feral. You can be a cat or a bear, and if you're a feral cat, then you can DPS. If you're a feral bear, you can tank. But they're all in the same talent tree because weirdness. And yeah, that druids, split ultimately just saved it saved guardian tanking. Yeah, and I think that I think that druids they're really it's interesting how far they've evolved over the years. Having, I mean, that was the first character that I played was a druid. And the druid that I played back in vanilla compared to the druid that I am playing today is so completely, vastly different. It's just, it's like night and day. It's pretty cool, though. I mean, they've done cool things with druids. So, um, I think we have time for one more email, maybe? Maybe two? We'll see. And, Anyway, uh, the first one is from, or excuse me, this email is from Seven Moons, a.k.a. Spinnerson, who says, Hey guys, three super quick questions about the two light-based class hall campaigns. Okay, I'm going to just kind of lump these all together, because why not? Um, first question, Night Elf Paladins, why the long wait? Number two, no, seriously, why? Number three, why is Della still hanging out in my priest hall if the grass is greener in the plague lands? What a jerk. Ever downloading Seven Moons, a.k.a. Spinner's on. <laughs> you Della guys know about Dellas, right? Yeah, yeah I, I didn't realize it was Dellas, but I know what they're talking about. Yeah, Dellas Moonfang is Priestess of the Moon, Night Elf, who sees the softer sides of Sears and joins the Silver Hand. Um, that's significantly the harder side of Sears. That's I a, yeah, I guess it's the more plate-wearing side of Sears and joins the Order of the Silver Hand, and she's the first Night Elf to join the Order of the Silver Hand and become a paladin. Um and apparently she's still in the priest hall? I don't know. I'm in the priest hall right now looking for her. Okay. Is yeah. is it spelled is that spelled correctly D E L A S? D E L A A S. Moonfang. Yes. Moonfang. And I'm doing a slash target. I don't see her. Yeah, I'm not sure. It might just be that you're not, you know, maybe you just haven't progressed far enough yet to get her out. It's possible. Well, I finished the campaign. Not you. Oh, the question asker. Yeah. Uh, she's supposedly know... in the Sanctum of the Light. Somewhere. I know that it's a paladin when you finish the the paladin class order hall, which I'm totally going to do. I am playing my paladin more, yeah. um, because you know Ashbringer. I mean, come on. Uh, but yeah, when when I get to the end of that, I'm hoping that Delos will be there. I, I got to be honest. I would love it if they opened up paladins to night elves. I would actually play one. It would be pretty cool. It'd be, yeah, it'd be really cool. Especially if they had kind of the same thing they did with like blood elves, where it's like the the blood elves are the blood knights and the torn of the sunwalkers. I would love it if there was like some kind of moonwalker or something. A moonwalker? Yeah, or the you know whatever you'd call it, you know, paladins of the moon, or the Elunians. I don't know. Elunians sounds kind of weird. <laughs> the Elunians. Like, the Elunians sounds like Aqua Teen Hunger Force paladins or something. <laughs> I'm all we about are, the Elunians. We will spank your arm with moon rocks. 
<laughs> and probably what happens in the priest hall and what happens in the paladin hall are two separate things. So one doesn't necessarily reflect the other. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, why? In terms of why the long wait, I don't know. I, I think for a long time they didn't even have the idea that he would even think about doing this. No, because I mean. Let's face it, when the game originally came out, paladins were only supposed to be for the Alliance. And they were humans and they were dwarves. And that was it. Um, and then shaman, shaman were only supposed to be for the Horde. And they were trolls and they were orcs. And that was it. No, the Torrens had them. Torrens always Oh, had the Torrens had them too. Okay. So there yeah. were three classes on the on the Horde side. There were only two that could do the paladin thing. Paladins were really OP though. Horde so. bias! <laughs> yeah, when they Look, made the playable... y'all had dwarves and... <laughs> Can we not? Can we not have that fight from 12 years ago? <laughs> yeah, Fear, let's not. Let's not. Fear Ward was so useful on Karazhan. Ugh, you guys in Fear Ward. Hey, I was Horde back then. on easy mode. Anyway, I was Horde back then. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't think that when they originally, obviously, when they originally came out with this game, they didn't really picture it. I don't think that they even pictured it still being here in 2016. Nor did they picture what the game would look like in 2016. Well, yeah. If you watched the uh, BlizzCon 20, 20 yeah, the anniversary thing when they had the original founders up there, yeah. and they were saying stuff like, you know, we, we were talking to the guys at uh, at uh, you know EA, and we were telling them we thought we could maybe get a you know a, a million people to play this game, and, and they were like, where are you getting that from? That's insane. Like, that was their optimistic number was a million, and nobody had ever hit a million ever. Did they beat that in 24 hours? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> their servers, their servers, to put it kindly, exploded. Oh, did they ever? This is why I didn't get World of Warcraft the day it came out. I waited like a month. I think it was like a month before I got the game. A little less than a month, and then yeah, I got the game. They, they, they did not see this coming. So, uh -uh. the idea, you know, I, I think it's cool, and I, I do think they should broaden out class restrictions a bit. Some classes I'm okay with, like being restricted, but I do think like the idea of night elf paladins, because there was a and, and we're killing time here. We should wrap up. But there was a night elf who did like a Wonder Woman twirl back in a, in a quest in Felwood so long ago now. And from the moment I saw her, I thought night elf paladin. Yeah. So it was she was Trey's friend, but I can't remember her name at the moment. Oh. Trey Lakeford, I think his name was. Yeah, yeah. And I know who you're talking about. And I can't remember her name off the top of my head. But yeah. I she, know who she, you're talking about. She used a, a true silver champion and did a Wonder Woman twirl to put she on. She did the own. Wonder Woman twirl and she even had like the headband and everything with the red. Yeah, it was really cute. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Well, um, I think that pretty much wraps us up for emails. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at Patreon.com/slash/BlizzardWatch, and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. And again, if you would like to take advantage of Loot Crate, you can go to LootCrate.com/slash/BW, enter the code BW, and save three dollars off on any new subscription. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe for November's Loot Crate. The theme's magical. It includes a variety of items from Doctor Strange, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Big Trouble in Little China, and plenty more. Worth signing up. Make sure you do so before the deadline if you want to get your hand on November's Crate. Rossi. Thank you, Ann. Uh, this, again, this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. If you have an email for us, send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening, and we will see you next week.